This podcast is brought to you by Medical Plastics News, the leading voice in polymer innovation for the medical sector. To read more and to subscribe, visit medicalplasticsnews.com. Welcome to this episode of the MedTalk podcast, discussing the latest news and issues in life sciences. I'm Olivia Freyett, the editor of Medical Plastics News. On this episode, I'm joined by Conrad Brodajewski, COO, and Andre Dezovich, Product Development Manager at Grenner, as we discuss how to develop medical devices and bringing them to market. Okay, so firstly, I just want to congratulate you on your Red Dot Design Award. Could you tell me a bit about what your company does and each of you specifically? Uh, Conrad, if we start with you. Uh, as Grenna, we are a manufacturer of medical devices that are used mainly by surgeons around the globe. Uh, we started 35 years ago, <clears throat> starting our journey with medical devices. Uh, distribution then gradually moving towards towards manufacturing right now we've got around five facilities around the globe and we manufacture uh, some wide range of products uh, that are helping surgeons in, in saving lives my say of i'm a member of the board of our organization and my responsibilities are focused around uh, finance uh, legal compliance and supervision of the evaluation Okay, thank you. And Andre? Well, I'm, as a product development manager, so my role is to seek um, out the requirements of medical practitioners uh, and identify opportunities to enhance our devices. Uh, I have had countless hours of discussions with medical device users, gathering feedback um, on their pain points and exploring ways to make this uh, their job easier way while maintaining the highest standard of patient safety. Uh, With my medical background and years of practice, uh, both uh, medical practice and uh, practice in business, uh, I can perform initial evaluation of all the new devices we are manufacturing and searching for ways to align them better with the needs of, of of, of, of the users. Uh, this involves um, uh, studying the usability, functionality and effectiveness of our devices, always with the uh, goal of uh, improving, improving user comfort and achieving better therapeutic outcomes uh, for patients. Uh, in addition to user feedback, uh, we actively collaborate with leading medical research institutions and key opinion leaders in the field. Uh, what allows us to stay in the forefront of medical advancements uh, and incorporate the latest scientific evidence into our devices and to continuously enhance their performance and and efficacy. So I can say that the patient uh, safety is our fundamental priority, but also take care about the uh, ease of use or the comfort of the the, uh, final user of our products. And how are you approaching innovation? How did you develop your ligating click, click AV plus and your other products? Well, that was a long story, I can say, because uh, polymer clips exist on the market for many years, four decades, I can say. But uh, well, when they were developed, they were really excellent product and they answered to 
some of the um, problems which uh, were typical for uh, metal clips, uh, which are longer, much longer on the market. But, uh, well, after a few decades on the market, the standard polymer clips were still the same and nothing was changed. They did not solve all the problems which, happened, uh, which could happen, especially the one of the biggest and more, uh, more uh, dangerous problem, uh, what is the, when the clip slips off the vessel. And in this case, if it happens during surgery, it's not a big problem. But when it, if it happens after surgery, when the patient leaves the operating uh, theater, it can be really life-threatening situation if uh, a clip slips off. Uh, so we were thinking what to do to make this product much more stable on the tissue. So that was the first, uh, uh, first thing we, we started to um to work on uh, just to make this clip uh, uh, to, to give to the clip uh, better transverse stability uh, we were thinking about different solutions but we we think that the the best solution for that time was just to change the teeth to redesign the teeth uh, which in the standard version were uh, semi-cylindrical but we changed them to make them uh, sharp, to make the, the uh, sharp teeth, which, uh, which with the tip inclined, inclined to the opposite leg of the clip. In this case, when a clip is closed, uh, these uh, sharp teeth, then uh, they anchor in the, in the vessel. So the stability is about double comparing to the uh, standard clips. Uh, so that, that was the, the first step which we did. Of course, we had to try different versions because there was a question how big the teeth should be, uh, how uh, sharp they should be, how many there should be, how they should be located on the legs. So we were preparing some uh, initial versions, testing them, and uh, uh, then uh, decided to choose the, uh, the, the best version to and then decided to just start to manufacture it. Uh, of course, it was uh, not the last stage of the job, even when the clip was uh, well placed on the market. Uh, we then had to uh, work on further modifications because we were gathering feedback from, from the users. Uh, and based on the feedback, we decided that some changes must be done. From outside, they are not visible, but there were some small design um, changes in the clip inside. Uh, and in this case, we uh, finally uh, have the product, which is, well, even the, the modified, uh, the, the new second generation clip is uh, better now than it was at the very beginning. Uh, but even if you have a good clip, there is a problem that, uh, well, it will wor not work uh, without good clip applier. So that's why we also started to develop appliers uh, to uh, uh, make portfolio of appliers uh, fitting better to the needs of the users, especially um, uh, because now the laparoscopic or minimally invasive surgery is uh, developing and thoracoscopic surgery, especially VAT surgery, which is uh, now, uh, uh, well, uniportal, so the 
doctor enters the uh, thorax, the thoracic cavity through one single opening and all instruments are, are, are parallel to each other and there is no angulation between them. So we developed a special appliers, angulated appliers and also articulating appliers just to uh, let the users to uh, work more effectively with, with the clips. Okay, Conrad, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, generally speaking, uh, we think that habit is a very important part of uh, surgical procedures and the way surgeons work. So in order to facilitate the work, we just try to, to, to make sure that we are offering products that work according to the surgeon's um, habits. So we try to offer products uh, that are helping them as, as tools, uh, not trying to introduce innovation just for innovation. We try to uh, introduce small changes into the tools that are already available to make all the procedures uh, more effective quicker and safer, safer to the patients. So it's kind of approach of uh, revolution through evolution. So introducing small changes that improve efficacy and improve usability for surgeons. With you making disposable products, do you try to incorporate sustainability into this? And if so, like how would you go about doing that with disposable products? That's really a challenging topic, absolutely. So uh, firstly, in all our industry, uh, safety is the highest priority. So, so safety and uh, of the patients and of the user. So we must focus on this aspect uh, of, of, of the product. Uh, but we're absolutely right that uh, making sure products are as much environmentally friendly as possible is, 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 is very important. And therefore, we are looking for ways to reduce this burden um, one of the things that we did was actually developing our XXL clip, uh, that is a unique product in, in, in the range of ligating clips family, because it allows to adopt the laparoscopic technique to um, reduce the amount of medical waste that is generated. For example, um, only in a country like like England, most of the we could save around 40 tons annually of medical waste by moving from uh, the technique that is currently used for laparoscopic uh, appendectomies with the use of endostaplers uh, if ligating clips were used for these procedures, simply by reducing uh, the total volume of medical waste that needs to be disposed. Uh, our industry definitely uh, sees the challenge uh, related to sustainability and manufacturing products environmentally friendly, yet we need to confront it to, to the safety of the patient. So disposable products, the hazardous waste, need to be disposed properly uh, if we are able to produce uh, the, the goods that are minimum weight and volume, this helps to reduce the burden environment. Okay, thank you. Uh, Andre, do you have anything to add to that? Uh, all the uh, products uh, we manufacture, they are uh, 
well, generally, if we compare with the old techniques which were used, well, the old techniques, the techniques which are still in use, but uh, if we challenge them with the new product, uh, especially with XXL clip, uh, uh, we are sure that the uh, device we offer is the same safe or even safer than the uh, currently or previously used to technologies. So that's what, that, that's uh, very important for us if we offer a new product, if we just uh, work on the, um, uh, well, creating lower environmental impact, we also uh, work on uh, keeping the same level of safety or just to enhance, the, well, increase the level of safety with, uh, with the change of the, te of the technique uh, of the surgery. And we can add that the shorter and the more efficient the, the surgical technique is, the shorter the procedure time, the shorter the hospitalization time, and indirectly this supports uh, reducing the footprint uh, our industry brings to the environment. We can also say that, uh, well, for uh, for example, the previous methodology with the staplers, for example, for appendectomy, which is uh, one of the most popular I think the second after cholecystectomy, uh, if they use staplers, they need uh, access port which uh, with uh, the diameter of 12 or even 15 millimeters, depending on the size. With our even if we XXL clip, which is the biggest on the market, uh, we need only 10 millimeter access port, which uh, changes the situation of the patient because the, there is uh, less pain, less painkillers used after the surgery. Uh, and uh, also shorter recovery time uh, and, well, smaller scars, which is what can be uh, important, especially for women. This episode of the MedTalk podcast is brought to you by MedTech Innovation Expo, the UK and Ireland's leading event for medical device manufacturing. Save the day for MedTech Innovation Expo 2024, taking place on the 5th and 6th of June at the NEC in Birmingham. For more information, please visit www.medtechexpo.com. And as a Red Dot Design winner, what advice would you particularly give to any startups who are in the developing stage? Uh, that's a challenging one. Mm, I would say the important thing is to, to make sure any award is not the main focus of anyone who's developing product. We think that uh, the first thing you do uh, while working new product is actually to define a clinical need that you want to answer with the product. So first look what's, what topic, what problem uh, you want to solve with a product. Uh, then it's, it's important to really understand it, to, to talk to uh, the users, what's, what's the challenge specified properly. Uh, then look at solutions that are available on the market, look at the trends, uh, trying to think out of the box, seeking new techniques, new approach to, to, to that subject, uh, and trying to uh, outperform the expectations by, by delivering more, delivering more than, than market uh, really uh, expects. We think it's important not to look at the competition and, and to see what they are doing, trying just to beat them, uh, but, but trying to deliver unique, your own answers uh, to the clinical problems. 
Thank you, Conrad. Do you have any to add to that, Andre? Yeah, well, you can seek for the new solutions uh, to develop the industry and develop the techniques which are used in the uh, in surgery. Uh, you can um, challenge the status uh, uh, status quo and actively seek new solutions to advance the industry as a whole. Uh, the uh, startups should not limit their innovation to incremental improvements. Uh, uh, they can just think about uh, reshaping the market, even reshaping the technologies, the uh, the, the work of their uh, final, the final users of their product. Uh, it's important also to work with the stakeholders, uh, with industry experts, research institutions, uh, just to explore new technologies, markets and approaches. Um, and it's important to push boundaries and uh, driving industry-wide progress. Uh, uh, so you can, in this case, a company can position um, uh, itself uh, in, in, in a better uh, in a, on a better level. Uh, that's also important to uh, to be uh, to prioritize user needs and preferences. So in every stage of product development, so we must be, think about uh, ergonomy, about safety of the patient, and uh, user comfort uh, when uh, when they work. So. We must be also adaptive, so we must uh, think about the uh, how the uh, technology, how the surgery develops, or well, if, it, if it's of course in the medical industry, but if in other industries, it's also important just to think about the, the current needs, the current changes, and we must think about that what we expect will be in the future. In this case, we can uh, create the products which will be not only for today, but also for the uh, years to come. When these products are developed, how do you go about bringing them to market? Ah, well, uh, it seems we can say that uh, having a ready product in the medical devices industry is is is, is really uh, not enough to put it on the market. First, uh, certification, uh, then putting product itself on the market and delivering it to the customers and then in the third phase you need to gather feedback in order to understand how the product performs and how can we improve it. Uh, so absolutely certification is, is totally a separate subject uh, so requires clinical evidence for products to be to be on the market. Once that is ready uh, we've got this great opportunity of, of having a network of distributors in around 80 countries uh, who can take the product and take it to the, to the specialist, take it to the key opinion leaders, uh, show them. Uh, they can test it and see uh, how these devices can, can help them in, in their daily routines. As I said before, we try to introduce uh, such innovations and such products uh, that align with the current ways surgeons work. And in this case, they can see for themselves that the products we offer uh, are are better and can help them in, in, in their job and in, in the way they perform their surgeries, making them easier and, and safer uh, while once they see the benefit of the product, uh, they will be willing to, 
to, to use it uh, properly. Just adding to that what Conrad said, I can say also about uh, uh, the need of uh, clinical evaluation or clinical trials, depending on the type of product which we uh, uh, want to place in the market. Uh, now it's even more strict than in the past and it's much more effort to prepare all the documentation in this respect uh, due to the new regulations. Uh, also, we have to take care about intellectual property protection, uh, especially with the most innovative products. We, we can be afraid about uh, well, copying our products, so uh, we try to protect them on uh, the most important markets for us. Of course, market entry strategy must be developed uh, and we have to consider all the factors like target market, like, like uh, target markets, distribution channels, pricing, reimbursement. Uh, we have to perform market research to understand the competitive landscape and all the customer needs. Uh, well, this sales strategy is also important, so uh, we must, uh, well, take care about just to develop all the marketing materials, product documentation, website, uh, well, to effectively communicate with the customers, also with distributors. Uh, that's important also to, uh, to, to perform training for the staff and, and for the users of the new products. Uh, and of course, we have to observe all the regulatory changes uh, because, well, especially last years i can say that there was a big change from mdd to mdr uh, and uh, well so so we have to feel much more strict requirements uh, than it was in the past i know you mentioned regulations just then if there are any what challenges do you currently face due to the delays in mdr <laughs> that's a separate story <laughs> It seems to be really a, a difficult subject to all the industry. And as we talk to other stakeholders, uh, it's obvious that those changes in the regulatory requirements for Europe, uh, but also uh, these changes in the approach globally uh, are causing a lot of pressure and, and, and uh, are offering new new difficulties uh, to the manufacturers. Uh, all this uh, requires much more resources to be dedicated to the regulatory process. It delays uh, launch of new products. Notified bodies are, are really busy uh, and we need to wait for a long time until they are able to, to take the application, uh, until they can evaluate products. Uh, and of course, it, it delays any, any product launch. Uh, otherwise, uh, offer quicker and especially those innovative products uh, might have been quicker on the market. It's the European uh, organization, uh, the C certification, so following the MDD, MDR requirements, a starting point from our perspective for, for any medical device. Uh, and, and that's why with its transition period and introduction of the MDR, we see a lot of difficulties. Uh, as a general comment, uh, we, we are afraid that uh, this could result in uh, challenges in supply chains on the one hand, and on the other hand, finally, it, it's going to 
uh, influence uh, the price level of medical devices across Europe, uh, making, uh, making it a little more difficult for hospitals uh, to, to manage their budgets. Well, the, also the big challenge for us was that uh, notified bodies uh, were not well prepared for the change uh, which was planned. Uh, they had not enough resources, uh, they had not enough even knowledge about the new regulations, how to uh, work with it. So uh, it made a situation that many companies had a problem even to uh, start uh, registration process. Uh, last days there was a change of the uh, effective date of, of these new regulations, but uh, still, uh, especially for the new products or if you want to change, if you have an existing product but you want to make significant change, you must go into MDR and some notified bodies, they are maybe majority of notified bodies, they even don't want to uh, accept new applications uh, because they have not enough resources to do it. Uh, and also for the companies it's a problem because we had to, and I believe that other companies also, to, uh, to allocate their resources just to fulfill all the requirements which are uh, coming from the uh, new regulations. All that makes that the uh, patient access to new technologies and new products is delayed. Uh, so because uh, all this process is longer, it's more expensive, uh, uh, and in this case, uh, well, even some life-saving medical technologies uh, uh, are delayed, uh, are coming to the market with a delay and will be coming with delay, I suppose, in the next uh, couple of years. Okay, thank you. Well, that's all the questions that I have. Thank you very much for your time. It's a pleasure to have no. this conversation. Yeah, but, well. that, that was interesting to, to talk to you and to answer the questions you have. Thank you.